Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the TF1 podcast. This is your host, Trey. We are back with another episode and we are covering, uh, we're doing a special episode of covering all the latest F1 news and especially the shock news we heard about Gunther leaving the Haas F1 team. There's a lot to cover. Let's go. So I hope everybody has been doing well during this break we have from uh, actual racing in F1. But of course, uh, you know, in the F1 world, that never means that there are not significant things happening. And, you know, this is the case every year, but especially this year uh, during the off season, this has been um, quite filled with just tremendous amount of news. Um, and so I definitely wanted to cover some of the things that have been happening. Okay. Before I uh, dive into in detail, uh, the news we heard, which was very surprising and shocking about uh, Gunther, uh, team principal of Haas, um, you know, the announcement that he's not coming back and he's essentially been let go. Uh, before we get into that, let's just cover uh, some F1 news that has happened, uh, pertinent, important F1 news that has happened um, since my last podcast and especially recently, that is noteworthy. Okay. I want to start off with, um, so we have been the FIA as usual for reasons that are not good has been in the news cycle. Uh, uh, you can actually say ever since the season has ended, um, it has not stopped. Uh, so there's especially been, uh, news within the last, you, you can honestly say within the last five, six weeks that uh, not only have we had the Ben Suleiman never ending controversy. And of course, I covered that um, in the last episode that we had, episode 78, where I went into great detail about the explosive allegations that had happened um, against Mercedes boss uh, Total Wolf and his wife Susie Wolf, and how that quickly got dismantled in one of you know the most embarrassing ways um, that blew up right in the face of the FIA leadership and the institution. Um, and now, to make matters worse, we have now had since that episode, um, since that podcast, we have now had three high level. FI delegates, uh, you're not, you know, referring to people that are just, you know, um, in the main office working, you are talking about three significant people in leadership that have different at different times within the past four to five weeks that have exited and left the FIA. And, um, you know, if you need any more reason to understand just the level of uh, seriousness about the mishandling that is happening in that organization. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to look at what is currently happening and people exiting left and right. And the one person who's culpable for all this that you would think would exit um, still is president. It still has not been removed. 
um, there's still no status and he's actually giving interviews. So, uh, you know, that's not anything I can, I can explain. That's not anything anybody can explain. Uh, we just have to see how things play out, but it, it is truly remarkable how there has been so much damage done. And yet this person is still in office while people, left and right from the senior leadership are like exiting um, because they really do not approve of the situation that's going on. So that's one significant news I wanted to cover for you guys that has been playing out over the last couple of weeks. Okay. The other news I wanted to get to uh, was the fact that we have uh, now had with Mercedes, the main team as an engine supplier, we have now had a confirmations from two of Mercedes's partners that they are extending uh, the Mercedes engine, um, the supplier and customer relationship uh, beyond next year to the next two to three years, actually three years. One of them is McLaren who, um, and you know, I've covered this in the last podcast. This actually happened before the season ended, but they were, um, you know, very, um, they offered a lot of praise in um, the kind of consistency and the level of superior, prom- you know, um, performance they have received from Mercedes engines. They definitely wanted to continue that in the future and they have renewed um, their partnership, which is, you know, great news for Mercedes. It's great news for McLaren. Just looking at the, you know, the team McLaren itself, just how improved they were in the second half. Um, you know, at times they were the closest, um, they were the closest competitor to Red Bull. Not only were they the closest competitor, but speed wise, you know, they may have, you know, not been able to challenge Red Bull as far as aerodynamically, but there were a number of times they were actually faster in the speed trap than the Red Bull car. So you can absolutely see um, that, you know, Mercedes as a team, especially looking at the improvement from McLaren, you know that this was um, a part that really probably, um, you know, just hurts as, as a customer team to look at how fantastic your engine is performing and you know that it's the chassis that is letting you down and of course they couldn't make any significant changes until this year um once the season ended so we all know that but you know i just wanted to mention that the second team that renewed their partnership and this happened within the last week and a half was williams so williams also um, extended their partnership with Mercedes. That's going to extend for another at least three years and maybe beyond. So, you know, just um, that's just fantastic news. Like I said, for both Mercedes and their partner teams, it's a reflection of um, just the, not only the hard work, but what kind of superior engines that Mercedes make. Uh, they've been reliable. They've been very powerful. Um, you, most people actually say, uh, as far as horsepower between Ferrari, between Honda, which is of course badge Red Bull, but we all know it's a Honda engine and Mercedes. They're all very, very close in power, but 
reliability wise, the Honda and Mercedes engine have been extremely um, excellent. They've actually been bulletproof. So that's amazing to achieve. So I definitely wanted to mention that to you guys. Um, so those were kind of the significant, uh, you know, pieces of news, uh, news items that have happened. Now let's jump into the main um, shocking news that we have been offered. And that is the fact that uh, the Haas team, um, per the team, the, you know, the team owner, which is of course, Gene Haas, uh, we find out that Gunther is not going to be back and you can call it a firing, but in essence, uh, the more you read about what has happened and some new details have emerged, um, it wasn't necessarily a firing. It was more so that his contract was up and uh, Gene Haas, having had discussions with Gunther, would not renew it. Well, you know, <laughs> semantics, if you really break it down, yes, basically you're being let go, right? That's another way of the fact that you're not, you're no longer going to be at that team. So you were let go. All right. Um, this is an outcome. Most people did not see coming. Um, this was very surprising. And so, I, you know, I want to definitely just offer a breakdown to you guys um, as far as, you know, there's certain things that we may not be aware of, Gunther and and how much of a significant impact he's had on Haas. There may be some people that are aware, there may be some people not, but I feel like most of us, when you mention Gunther, you know, thanks to the wonderful series, you know, um, Drive to Survive, which has basically made him, it, it actually made him a non-driver that's a superstar. You know, it, 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 it's amazing how uh, that show gave us an insight. People immediately fell in love with his personality. And the great thing about being yourself, unlike some other team principals, I won't mention any names that are in Driving to Survive, is, you know, when you're your own self and you're not pretending to be anything else. You, you curse a lot, which, which kind of peeves some people, but he's his own self and he's naturally funny without even trying to be funny. The things he says are funny and it just brought so much attention to the team Haas, which is, you know, it's not a high end team. It's not high profile. They haven't been in F1. It's not a legacy team, but somehow, some way, this man and the way he deals with things, the way he talks with his thick accent and just his funny comments, he became the star of the show. And so that brought some very good attention to a team that otherwise people, most people would not pay attention to. And so there's that aspect of Gunther that I think most people know, but there's a whole different side. And so I just wanted to break down, first off, kind of some of the new details that have emerged about the breakup, but also give you guys a glimpse of like how truly important beyond the funny and beyond drive to survive behind the scenes of that 
what most people may not know is Gunther is a very serious motorsport experienced person and and the things he has done has actually allowed Haas uh, to be on the grid. So it's significant that we cover that, right? So just some of the details that have emerged. So Steiner, um, and again, from the show Drive to Survive, some of you guys may be aware, but unlike most of the team principals, uh, Steiner actually lives in the United States. So from what I've gathered, um, and when you hear this detail, it's truly not, I, you know, it's definitely not the way that Steiner wanted to leave the team. But uh, because he lives in the U.S. and the conversations he was having with team owner Haas, this, this news and this decision apparently happened in December. And he was not even able to say goodbye to his team. Now, imagine, you know, this man, Stein, you know, Gunther has overseen this team for 10 years. That's a long time. That's a very long time. So he wasn't even uh, able to say goodbye to his team. That's very significant. That's not how you want to leave a team that, you know, you have fought for, you've raised funds for, all the things that, you know, Gunther has done. Um, I want to let you guys know, so he's actually being replaced by a, a senior veteran engineer in Haas. Uh, so they've chosen somebody within the team. Uh, Gene Haas has chosen somebody within the team. Uh, the gentleman's name is Ayo Kumatuso, and um, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name, but um, he is actually a veteran engineer. He's He's been in F1 in different teams for close to about 20 years. At some point, uh, this engineer was actually the race engineer for Grosjean um, in a different team. And he actually followed him to Haas. So he's been around a long time. So uh, that's a lot to put on the shoulders um, of this of, of this engineer. But basically from the details that are coming out what we're learning is um Gunther and and team owner Gene Haas had a had a really different view of how the team Haas continues what i mean by difference of opinions is you know Gunther who has been very diligent in raising funds um for this Haas team like I don't know if you guys remember one of the really famous episodes is when Mick Schumacher uh, was part of the team part of the reason that they, they had a Russian driver um, who had backing who was bringing in millions to the team and Mick Schumacher who had a sponsorship deal part of that maneuverability was so that the team has survived, especially after COVID, where a lot of the teams were hit, um, you know, that was a way that income could flow to the team. And that is something that Gunther, you know, um, organized. And we we saw the scene. Um, and this is what you love about Drive to Survive. It, it takes you behind the door. It takes you behind the scenes. And they actually film this is on one of the episodes and you know you guys let me know if you remember this there's a scene where he's 
entering a meeting uh, with a big German company and they're in the conference room. And of course, like I said, he's raising funds for his team. This is something, excuse me, this is something typically that a team owner does. And mind you, Gene Haas, who is really famously known for not wanting to, to you know, spend too much money on this team. He's not wanting to invest. He's not the kind of person that's around a lot um, as far as the F1 operation. He's there once in a while. You know, this is usually somebody who may be in ownership that that does this, but Gunther was doing this and bringing funds. And so just continuing where I was going, where I was at a second ago, he's in this conference room with this big German company. And of course he's seeking um, a sponsorship deal. And the, 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 the chairman of that company, you know, basically stated to him, Hey, you know, they're definitely looking at their options. They wouldn't want to, uh, they would possibly want to invest in sponsorship. But what they said to him was, you would have much greater chances that we would sponsor your team if you have a German driver. And that's where Mick Schumacher comes in very, you know, uh, one of the most famous last names in, in motor racing. That's point number one. But more importantly, he, if he was signed to the team, not only would he get good experience, but he would bring in millions of dollars in sponsorship. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And Gunther closed that deal. So, you know, again, like I said, we know the funny side and, and the cursing and all the things that have made Gunther a celebrity. But the truth of the matter is, Gunther, way before he joined the Haas team, you were talking about a person who has a long experience in motorsport. And so it was his business dealings. And, he, you know, if, if you actually read about him, he's a pretty serious guy. Like I said, we know, you know, he can have fun with his drivers, with the team. And he's a funny character. He has, you know, a very witty character, but he's actually a very serious racer and he's also the 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 main guy behind the scenes not only is he handling the team but he's all he was also tasked with financially keeping this team afloat so if you if you think about it what is the Haas team without Gunther it, it, it's nothing it's actually not even recognizable <laughs> forget Gene Haas who has the name but the person who has assembled the funds every year for this team is Gunther. And so he was the one who made sure that the team didn't go under um, when a lot of the teams had crises during, like I said, COVID. And here's the other significant thing to be aware of. When the team, the Haas team came in, of course, you have to realize as a smaller team, Gene Haas, the owner, had a successful NASCAR team, and, and some of us may be aware of that, but of course, they had no F1 experience, okay? And F1 being the pinnacle of the sport, that requires a lot of investment, um, and they're not a team like a Mercedes or a Ferrari who are 
you know, backed by manufacturers who make their own engine and who, who make their own chassis and somebody like Red Bull who designs, you know, their, their, uh, um, the body parts, you know, whether it's a suspension, the monocoque, they're not a team like that. So what, what Gunther came up with, which was actually very ingenious is, and this comes from the long-standing motorsport experience that he has. He forged a relationship with Ferrari, which is, you know, uh, is totally legal. There are certain parts that as a customer team that you can take. And now those rules have changed a little bit over the last two years. But especially in the early years, what... Uh, Gunther did was genius. What he did was, okay, strike up a very close relationship with Ferrari. So they, they pay for different parts. So they paid for an engine. They paid for the suspension parts. You know, they paid for all those items that came from the other team to supply their team. So in essence, instead of having to you know, uh, field different factories that manufacture, which would take hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Instead of Gene Haas having to do that, what Gunther did was came up with a system where they can get their major components from a sister major team from Ferrari. And that way, that's going to field, you know, the Haas team. And so he was the one who came up with that solution. So, Think about that. That is so significant in the makeup of Haas. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the ingenuity, if it wasn't for his outside of the box thinking of Gunther, like I said, Haas would not be around. So ultimately, this is, you know, a man that they're letting go of, you know, like I said, there was, uh, from reports that I've read, the, the main reason for the exit was, you know, uh, Gunther believed that there was more, um, there was more as far as money and, and, and input that was needed from Gene Haas, as far as an investment into the team. Because Gunther knows more than anybody else how difficult it is, especially now that we have the cost cap. You know, Haas was always known as the team that can bring one or maybe two upgrades. But look at the teams around you. Look at how Williams has retooled. It has new leadership. They did very well. They have renewed their customer engine with Mercedes. So, you know, the teams around Haas are moving up. There's more investment, you know, coming in and, you know, Gunther can see, Hey, we can't just continue like we were. Yes, we have, you know, we're going to get advertisements. We're going to try to get outside investment, but every single year, you know, the owner Gene Hass is known as somebody who did not, yes, he spent money. Of course he has. And F1 is not cheap. We all understand that, but Gunther felt like if he invested more, they would get more results. And Gene Haas's thought was, no, I just want to continue the way I'm continuing with minimal investment. We just have to make more of what we have currently. And that's what we're going to do. And so that difference in philosophy was too big for 
Gunther to continue. So they decided that they're going to go within and Gunther's exited, you know? So, you know, like I said, it's, it's pretty unfortunate. There's, there's, uh, this team, the Haas team would not even be where it is without Gunther. Um, there's so many things, not just on the racing team side, but as I laid out to you guys on the business side that, Gunther achieved to make sure that this team lines up every single year. So, you know, it's just not a, a good exit to see. Now, Gunther has not been, you know, has not said any comments. Those comments are going to come uh, from what I'm told on he's going to be at an event on Saturday. It's a car event. And, um, there's going to be a one-on-one -on -one interview with him. And I have a feeling he's not going to hold back and he's going to reveal um, everything as far as what's transpired. And I, I don't think it's going to be very complimentary of the owner, Gene Haas. That, that's just my, my suspicion with the way this, this has been handled. I think with everything that this man has done to, for this team, he could have, maybe had a more respectful exit where he could say goodbye to his team and things like that. But we, we, we're going to see, we shall see how um, this thing plays out. And I'm very interested to hear what Gunther's side of the story is, but I wanted to make sure I round up um, some of the significant news and especially dive into this uh, shock has exit um, for Gunther. One last uh, piece of news I want to give you guys um, is uh, McLaren sent out a message. I was talking about their, their extension of partnership with, with their engine with Mercedes. Another significant thing that has happened is they have officially introduced the two um, very senior engineers that they've poached, you know, in F1, of course, when you acquire a person from another team, they can't immediately start working for you. And uh, one of the people, um, and, you know, Zach Brown, the, the head and CEO of McLaren had posted this on their uh, social media, but one of the gentlemen that is going to be starting working with them is uh, by the name of Rob Marshall, and he is from Red Bull. Now, why do I mention that name and why is this significant? Well, it's actually very significant because it is a major, major coup for Zach Brown and McLaren to get this gentleman because this is an engineer that has been in Red Bull, one of their most senior engineers. He's been with Red Bull for 17 years. Okay. So that is a very significant signing. Um, not only is it significant, actually, um, the head of Red Bull, Christian Horner, has come out and, and mentioned how much of a... Um, loss it's, it would be for Red Bull and how much of a gain it's going to be for McLaren. So when your uh, competitor, uh, the person who lost that engineer publicly makes a comment like that, which they usually never do, you know, that's a very respected senior figure. So um, that is going to be a really significant boost for McLaren. And I have to say, um, you know, one of the thoughts that was going through my head is uh, McLaren have been um, 
very aggressive as far as acquiring really brilliant minds um, to the team uh, to boost their technical department. And, you know, I know for a fact that Mercedes is one of the teams that has lost a couple of people because they are very, very deep in um, having some very amazing engineers. And, and what has gone through my mind is it has been a while since I've, I've heard of Mercedes acquiring a, a senior person from, you know, from either Red Bull or from Ferrari, uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting for me. Um, again, I, I do not doubt the, the depth in the, in, in engineering, they have a second to none. So I know they have a very capable team inside, but you know, uh, it, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I, I hope this is not in the long term going to be something that's going to hurt them. But this is anyway a significant boost to McLaren. And I, I wanted to make sure um, you guys were aware of that. Well, everyone, this brings us to the conclusion of the TF1 podcast. I hope to see you guys and talk to you guys very soon. Take care. And I thank you from wherever in the globe you are listening to this podcast and for your support.